2013. After a year of silence, Cicada is back. New puzzles, more clues, and even more questions. Today, we will finish our analysis of the internet's biggest mystery, Cicada 3301. We'll also discuss stories from those who claim to have solved these puzzles and attempt to answer the ultimate question. What is Cicada up to? Welcome to Red Web. The week is over, Fredo. You no longer have to wait. Audience, you don't have to wait. We're concluding our saga of Cicada 3301 this week, and I'm really, really excited about it because it, we get into some very weird details, man. There's mm. this. You thought Puzzle 1 was weird, Puzzle 2, she's out here, man. We she's are ready. back. You left me with a big cliffhanger, and now, <laughs> and now you've rehooked me. There's I've uh, you. supposedly people, uh, uh -huh. testimonies yeah. of people who have solved these cases. We've got some interviews. One was on Rolling Stones, so if that adds what? any credence to it, man, okay. it's, it's out right. there. I mean, I would assume they have done, they would have done some research or <laughs> there's some amount of, uh, you know, certification attached to these people. Yeah. Do they send out some sort of badge or maybe a sticker like I completed the puzzle? Who's to say? I'm Trevor Collins. I'm your local resident mystery enthusiast with me as every week, Alfredo Diaz. Hello. I'm the I'm the person that likes to stay away from such <laughs> nefarious deeds of the internet. I keep them awake spooky. at night. <laughs> not not a fan. Uh so yeah, I mean, you know, we last left off. The people mm -hmm. some people solved it, got through the uh <laughs> time gate. There was a time gated website in the dark uh, web. People made it through, had some leaks as to what happened after Puzzle 1. That's where we're at. Not seen again. Not see Well, who's to say? Yeah. This is the well, internet. I mean, last, I <laughs> last I was told. And, uh, and then Cicada came back a year later. Mm-hmm. Much like a Cicada. They come back. And uh, what's worth noting here before we dive neck deep into Puzzle 2 is that there are a lot of methods within here that are very familiar. So I'm going to do my best to focus on the new styles of puzzle, the, the new types of clues, and kind of gloss over the methods that we went into detail with on Puzzle 1. So if you haven't listened to Part 1, I encourage you to do so. But if you haven't, you won't miss a beat. We'll pick up where we left off. And here we are with Puzzle 2. One year and one day later, January 5th, 2013. Puzzle 2 drops on 4chan with another image that says, quote, Hello again. Our search for intelligent individuals now continues. The first clue is hidden within this message. Find it, and it will lead you on, to, on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. End quote. So we're starting off the very same way as, uh, as Puzzle 1, and people with the same method, dug into that image to find the next clue using outguess. And with that, they found a book code and another riddle, which, again, glossing over these familiar paths, so these familiar solving methods, uh, people were able to decrypt that book code, which led to a new type of clue within these puzzles, a Dropbox link, which contained a 130 megabyte ISO image for download. And if you're unfamiliar, an ISO image is sort of an archive file and it contains everything that would be written onto an optical disk. It's essentially a uh, desktop way to boot up a copy of a CD, I guess. That's the only way I've ever used it. But if you booted that up, if you loaded up that ISO image, it had three directories in it. Data, boot, and audio. Now, if you looked into the boot, it would initiate the boot sequence. And long story short, it showed a lot of prime numbers, ending with the quote here, the key is all around you. Good luck. So that's the boot sequence, but what I want to focus on here is the audio directory. Now we haven't seen much audio so far with Cicada outside of the voicemail from Puzzle 1, but within the audio directory was an mp3 file entitled 761.mp3, which is interesting because it's yet another one of these prime numbers that Cicada seems so obsessed about, and a prime number, just in case I haven't defined that yet, is, is a number that is only divisible by itself and 1. 3301 is actually yet another prime number. Mm. But this mp3 file had a short music track featuring a guitar. People continued to analyze that music track along with the other clues here in the ISO image, and that led somebody to a Twitter account. 
And now this is the first time a Twitter account has showed up, but oh. there was a, a JPEG image on that Twitter account with a rune table. It had what three columns hell? with 29 individual entries, each column labeled rune, letter, and then value. Now, of course, up until this point, I want to note, we haven't seen runes at any, at any point. So what are we decoding here? Yeah. Well, maybe that was a misdirect because once people looked into the back end of that image using a familiar method without guess, they figured out that it actually contained yet another hidden message. However, the message at first appeared to be blank, containing nothing but spaces and tabs. But if you converted those spaces and tabs into binary values and then converted that again, you would be able to figure out what the true message is, which then pointed to a dot onion address, which is essentially an anonymous dark web address. Oh, oh, oh. So we're back. We're deep back oh, in the dark oh. web already. Just like that. <laughs> Here we go. The dark web. The place. Can you, oh, man. See, at first I was like, if I was smart enough to sure. get through this, imagine getting like an email with an address or, or, or you know, or something, right? Because right. I'm sure big chance they'd want to contact you, maybe even meet like the adrenaline rush you must feel like also the yeah. danger behind that the fight or flight which is pretty crazy again i'm still surprised like no one's like hey i got through to this thing this is kind of sketch uh mm -hmm. y'all you know police hello Help. yeah right also like do you want to like wire me up maybe keep a tab on me i don't know i might go missing shit might happen right i'm gonna install a camera just for you cops because like i need you watching that camera while cicada's likely watching through my webcam right now yeah, um, but now like you're, you're talking about dark web stuff, and that's mm -hmm. that's a that's a no for me. Well, this is only going to help your feeling of trepidation here, because once you went to that address, it had nothing but the simple message of quote web browsers are useless here. Welcome, and it also had a text image of a cicada, so that was nice to see. But interacting with that page revealed another hidden message, which pointed to yet another onion address, which had the simple message of quote, patience is a virtue. So this is the second time that we've heard patience is a virtue. So I don't know if this guy's a fan of the mummy uh, <laughs> and he's quoting that, or if this is something that like he's, they are trying to indicate. I should say it's probably a group at this point from our analysis in part one. But looking into the HTML of that website, they were able to figure out, okay, well, it's not literally being patient. It's moreover that something's going to happen to this web page, And that was figured out because of the quote, which means come back soon. There was a hidden line added after patience is a virtue. So the full quote for clarity is patience is a virtue, which means come back soon. So of course, after people figured that out, the site temporarily went down only to come back with yet another message. Quote, you already have everything you need to continue. Sometimes you must knock on the sky and listen to the sound. Good luck, end quote. So ultimately, you know, I, I again, going, there's some similar methods here. So glossing through some of the details, ultimately this led to a third website with a message telling everybody to stand by for coordinates. Now this should sound familiar because we got to this point last time. And just like the first puzzle, these coordinates span the globe across three different countries. Though I am oh. seeing on different sources that it might've been four countries and I wanted to note that, but the three countries we know for sure, the United States, Russia, and Japan. Oh. So, again, we're back at a very familiar step. People set out into the real world to figure out what is at these coordinates. Again, these posters were right on point. This time, though, the Cicada posters had a unique phone number and access code on each one. People then called those numbers, an automated voice message, asked them to enter those access codes, and those then led to yet another dot .onion address. Jeez. And each poster actually had a different address associated with it. So everybody had to go to these different pages and combine the results from all of these addresses in order to find one final dot onion address, which just like the first puzzle asked for the user's email address. And this is where we end once again, the public facing facts of the case at this point, whatever happens beyond this, I have to uh, say we need to take with a grain of salt because they are just leaks. They are supposedly stories from people who had made it past this point. Mm. One thing I also thought about while researching this is that while Puzzle 1 made it a point to say we don't want everybody, we, we want the best and not the rest. We yep. want the first and not the followers. So what's strange to me 
is that they forced people to go out across three or four countries, find these, I guess, steps to a puzzle, and then they essentially forced everybody to share this information together. You needed all the information from all of these different posters in order to find the final page. Yeah. So strangely, they are now kind of asking for people to work together. So I'm wondering why that is. Changing it up? I don't know. Like maybe. Huh. Could be. Yeah, I don't know. Or or maybe they found something, you know, it's just tweaks and stuff from the first time they ran this and they went, "Okay, like not everyone can get to these different things and mm-hmm. we want the best and brightest and you know, if they are if they are able to get to this, then they could uh share that information. No problem. Maybe. I don't know. But sometime later, again, someone leaked what came after this. And it actually was a test sent to those who did enter their emails. The test supposedly contained abstract questions on philosophy, math, emotions, and things of that nature, almost like a personality test. And someone actually noted, and this is a very specific thing to to have noted, but someone noted that these supposed questions were very, very similar to those that Google asked of its interviewees. So if you were interviewing for a job at Google, they would ask you these personality questions ultimately to determine what your personality was and to see if you would work well on within the company or with a certain team or with certain individuals. I haven't personally done anything like that, but I've heard of tactics like that before. So maybe they're just trying to say like, all right, here's the test. What is your ideology? Will you fit within whatever Cicada is putting down? Yeah, uh, I mean, that's got to be a team thing. You don't really have personality tests unless you need a bunch of people to work together. Right. So you either have a team or you have a very strong ideology. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, that could be it could be that as well. But I would assume that they want the best and brightest and they want them to work together on something, which is also kind of scary if you think about it. Yeah, it's it just like, honestly, in the back of my mind, it just keeps reminding me of that Die Hard movie with the uh, fire sale, right? A bunch of brilliant minds made pieces of code that were all unified to make this scary thing that could uh, basically break the country's infrastructure. Yeah. But those who took the test said that it saved two cookies on the computer. Cookies, just pieces of data. One started with 167 and the other started with 761. Two prime numbers that are the same forwards and backwards. And you're going to start seeing that even more so as a trend as we continue to step into this arena. But prime numbers keep coming up. And I don't know if that's just kind of a uh, like a signature style thing or if that is some sort of hidden message within that. I'm not sure, but... It does relate back to that music track that I discussed earlier that was entitled 761.mp3. After completing the test, each person was then emailed a message asking them to build a TCP server using specific protocols, then share it via Tor, which is the browser that you would use to visit an Onion website, and they were also given a deadline. It's also worth noting here, much like some of the leaks in Puzzle 1, The usual 3301 PGP signature that verified that it was in fact from Cicada was missing. This that was not on this email address or at least not on the parts that were leaked. However, multiple people claimed that this is the case, that these are the emails that were being received. Oh, and that makes me skeptical. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they I don't Why wouldn't they verify it? Up until this point, they've they've made it very clear. Trust no, at least they've said it about clues. I don't know about emails, but they've said, trust no clue that doesn't have our PGP signature. There's been a lot of false paths up to this point, you gotta remember. And I know for a fact that they've been trying to ensure that people don't take false paths or, you know, follow fake Cicada individuals. In fact, it's obvious, it's so obvious that this is important to them that it's a part of their initial image that kicked off Puzzle 2. So it's deeply ingrained with what they've been doing. For those who successfully completed their server or their part of the server, they were then met with silence for two weeks until they saw activity on those servers. Some people say that after this, they received an email very similar to the first puzzle's leaked email, but this specific email was never leaked again, so we don't know what this puzzle to end email looks like, which makes this even more mysterious. And so at this point, We're at the end of Puzzle 2. This is the conclusion of Puzzle 2 in the year 2013, and the trail officially goes cold. There is no final public message like there was at the end of Puzzle 1. Oh, man. I mean, like, things can change in a year, but why why change up their tactics? I I don't know. Like, there's no code. The, like, signature, essentially. They didn't say goodbye. Well, the signature could be because it's leaked info. 
you know, maybe it's because it was lost in the leak or that someone's making up the fact that this was an email. But you, you raised a good point earlier. It might be that they learned from Puzzle One that certain tactics, certain messages, certain methods either gave too much information or not enough, maybe didn't find the right individuals. It's really hard to say. We just don't have a whole lot of information. But um, I want to recap Puzzle 2 because it is convoluted. There are a lot of steps, but I want to go step by step in the simplest way possible. So that way I can also recap not only Puzzle 2, but highlighting some of the key pieces that I want to focus on that will come back later. So the puzzle kind of went like this. There was the initial image that had a hidden message within it. That led to a book code and a riddle, which then led to a Dropbox link containing that ISO image, which contained an audio track. This audio track led to a Twitter page and a JPEG image of a room table, whose hidden binary code led users to an onion address. After a series of onion addresses, users then found a series of global coordinates. Posters located at these coordinates then led to phone numbers, which led to even more .onion addresses which finally resulted in one final .onion webpage for users to enter their email addresses into. And that is the whole simplified, very simplified look at Puzzle 2. The pieces to note, the Twitter page. So now there's a Twitter page actively in play that we know is factually a part of Cicada. There's a rune table that was either a misdirect or we have runes that otherwise we haven't used yet. And there was an audio track Obviously, we had voicemail, which is sound, but we haven't necessarily had a straight-up MP3 file up until this point. But that's the end of that, and we have heard nothing else through the course of 2013. Flash-forwarding yet another year and a day again to January 6, 2014. Boom. Puzzle 3 is upon us. Whoa, okay, so some time's passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're- uh, it's, it's throwing me off. It's just so different. It's weird that it gets different, and I and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but Puzzle 3 is a monster. It is completely different up until this point. It's almost like Puzzle 1 and 2 were appetizers for the main course, because man, does Puzzle 3 go off the rails. Oh, there, there was no way in hell we wouldn't... I wouldn't <laughs> even got him close. Oh, no. Many people wouldn't have gotten close. <laughs> uh, but no, no more spoilers. All right, so... January 6, 2014. Remember that Twitter account that we now know about? Well, it seems like Cicada has started to look at their Twitter account to initiate their puzzles. Because on that Twitter account, that very same day, a link to an Imgur image was made. It's the same Twitter account as the second puzzle to be fully clear, and that image contained the following. Quote, Hello. Epiphany is upon you. Your pilgrimage has begun. Enlightenment awaits. Good luck. Signed, 3301. End quote. Now, again, it starts off very much like the other two puzzles, with mm -hmm. a black background image with simple white text. So, of course, using the same method as the other two puzzles, people were able to figure out the hidden message within it, and that went as follows. Quote, The work of a private man who wished to transcend, he trusted himself to produce from within. This message was signed with that very same PGP key, verifying that this was in fact Cicada 3301 and that oh. Puzzle 3 was officially started. Oh, so there we go. It's just weird that, that it's not every step of the way like last time. Like, I I still don't know why you would change it up, right? Like, because I would think, okay, you know, you're, you don't put it in, you're changing it up. But then to not put it in, then put it in later. I will say that I think the PGP key has been a part of all of these web pages and all of the clues. That's that's my supposition, I guess. Uh, I haven't made that very clear, but Cicada themselves, looking back, made it very clear that all clues should have this PGP key. Um, I think it's important to note at the beginning of these puzzles, so that way you know for a fact that this is starting with Cicada themselves. And I think it's also important to note that these leaks lack the PGP, so that way you know that the validity there is still in question. Otherwise, I think it is worth assuming that these steps have the PGP key attached to them. It's just that at that juncture on step two, three, four, five, or whatever, it's not necessarily worth noting every time. Okay. But yeah, it is interesting if they are leaving it out of their email correspondence. That would be very strange to me. Now, before we get too deep into this puzzle, I want to recognize ahead of time that this 
puzzle, puzzle three, is incredibly technical and much more convoluted than even puzzle two started to get. Many methods used in this puzzle are very similar to the methods already covered, so I don't want to spend too much time getting bogged down in the puzzle details. Uh, I'd rather focus on the mystery at hand, such as who is Cicada 3301 and what are they ultimately up to. If there's interest, I'd be happy to cover the detailed steps of Puzzle 3 in a bonus upload sometime outside of a normal episode. Purely for those who are curious, I'd, I'd be happy to go through all of the steps of Puzzle 3. Uh, but with that said, let's quickly distill Puzzle 3 into its major components and the pieces that we'll need to proceed with this mystery. So again, we have the inciting image and its hidden message as well as the PGP key verifying that this is an official clue that Puzzle 3 has officially started and the rest of the puzzle continues as follows. And I'm gonna distill this kind of like I did at the end of puzzle two. Again, this is extraordinarily complicated. So uh, I think it's, it's worth doing. The image's hidden message led to a book, which then led to a dot onion address containing four paintings, which led to yet another webpage containing a document filled with characters. Analyzing that led to the title of a book called Liber Primus, a list of runes, as well as the text entitled chapter one, Intus. So those are three pieces of information that we have at this point. Oh, okay. This is... Ooh. Yeah. At this point, a user would be left cycling between web pages, images, and runes over and over again, leading then finally to an MP3 file, which then promptly went offline once it was found, only to be replaced with a painting. Several more images and another MP3 file later were left with a message from Cicada, asking users to decipher the runes and upload those solutions. Cicada then went dark after this. Now hit me with your questions, just in case, because I know that was a hyper, hyper truncation of Puzzle 3. I'm soaking all this in. Yeah. And I would not even touch any of this. My God, it's just, it is such a wild goose chase. It, it gets weird, man. And the paintings are old timey style, like as if they're paintings of George Washington, there's one that almost looks like an inverted painting with a faded cicada in the background with a, with a bunch of prime numbers. Very eerie looking. Again, as always, any visual elements that you want to see will always post over on our Twitter page at RedWebPod. So please follow us there if you want to check out any of those. But um, the things to note out of this, the, the facts to pull away, are that book called Liber Primus, mm -hmm. the list of runes, because remember, Runes came up in Puzzle 2 and were never addressed. And then we also have text that was offered to us that said, quote, Chapter 1, Intus. So some, some Latin in there for those of you who studied that back in middle school. But ultimately, it's worth focusing on that book called Liber Primus. It's a book written by Cicada in the very runes that we saw back in Puzzle 2. Now, looking at that Latin, it actually translates to first book. So this implies that Cicada might be uh, writing some other books down the way, maybe giving some further clues in other books, but who's to say? At this point, this is where we're at. We have this book of runes that we can finally activate that rune table from Puzzle 2. That's crazy. We're going back to something that was there and turned out to be nothing, but is actually something. So, oh man, are they really thinking this many steps ahead? I don't know. I really don't. But you know, with a, a year of silence to yourself and a giant or potentially giant secret society going on, there is the opportunity for this to become very convoluted. Obviously, Puzzle 1 was entirely self-contained. Puzzle 2 had a couple elements that weren't really addressed. And now Puzzle 3 is enormous. I, I, I can't convey to you appro appropriately just how big that puzzle got. I yeah. very, again, I simplified it a lot for time, but... It's, it's reaching backwards now into Puzzle 2. It's probably projecting forward into what we don't even know yet. But what's weird or even creepy is like people started to translate this book and many of the translations still came up cryptic yet philosophical. And I thought it would be appropriate to read maybe the first two pages of this book. Um, oh. It starts with a warning, no less. Of course. And then it goes into chapter one entitled Intus. And just as an aside, my personal conjecture here is that they gave us the text chapter one intus as well as the runes as well as the book almost as a key as a starting point in order to start our translation because i don't believe chapter one intus was written in english language or in english letters so i feel like that's how people started to get their foothold on translating this book but anyway 
Let's read a warning from Cicada at the beginning of this book. Quote, a warning. Believe nothing from this book except what you know to be true. Test the knowledge, find your truth, experience your death. Do not edit or change this book or the message contained within, either the words or their numbers, for all is sacred. So they are taking this book extraordinarily seriously. Almost like sacred. Yeah. They're, they're definitely calling it sacred, and uh, this is almost like a light threat to those who have led false paths up into this point to try to steal attention away from Cicada. So chapter one is entitled Intus, which translates to inside, and it starts with the following. Obviously, it's longer than this, but this is the first passage from chapter one. It says, quote, Welcome, welcome, pilgrim, to the great journey toward the end of all things. It is not an easy trip, but for those who find their way here, it is a necessary one. Along the way, you will find the end to all struggle and suffering, your innocence, your illusions, your certainty, and your reality. Ultimately, you will discover an end to self. End quote. That's getting, it's getting kind of cultish now. It's getting weird, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's sending uh, goosebumps up my spine. What the hell? Okay. I mean, at yeah. first it seemed like maybe it's kind of like government-esque, but this is, this is very much steering me away from that mm -hmm. train of thought. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I think it's worth at the end of all of this to reassess the kind of the theories that we established back in part one to see where we land on, you know, those very same ideas now that we have a little bit more information. But, you know, beyond the runes, there also appeared to be many clues and codes within the book itself. This is where we start discovering loose ends in Puzzle 3. For example, there is a page instructing users to find yet another page on the dark web, or another website, I should say, on the dark web. That website has yet to be found. Furthermore, many of the runic translations are obscured by encryption on top of the translations, leaving many pages to remain untranslated. What that is to say is they might have encrypted it into a different code, before converting it into runes, or they could have converted it into runes and then used some sort of cipher to change the runes from there, if you know what I'm saying. Jesus, all above my pay grade. That's gonna make this much more complicated. It's not gonna be this symbol is A, this symbol is B. What they might do is they say, okay, A becomes H, B becomes I, and then you convert it into runes. Or maybe they somehow shuffle up the alphabet before then. So they're adding essentially more cryptography on top of their already strange translation to runes. Well, yeah, they need the best of the best, so... I, that's very true, actually. They do need the best of the best, and so that makes a lot of sense. And this reminds me now of, like, World War One and Two days, when, when people were trying to decipher Germanic codes, or, or vice versa, when they were trying to decipher the United States codes, because Morse code was just able to be pulled out of the air. You could, you could listen to the radio waves and hear what people were saying. But anyway, that's something I'm not an expert in. But currently, yeah. all the way up to today, by the way, that website hasn't been found. And to today, wow. only 19 of a total 74 pages have been successfully translated into any meaningful language. What? Yeah. This, uh, it's weird. And and I, again, these are, there are a the lot of pages. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a ton, but it's also like out to the public though, right? Yeah, like, it's out to the public. You can go check out those runes if you want on that rune table. You can go find all 74 pages if you want. You can read even further into those 19 pages. I read two of them, obviously, but you can read the rest to, to see for yourself. This is what I like about some of the mysteries we touch on is that some of them are tangible. Some of them you can actually take part in. This one is just so com complicated that this is where this puzzle kind of ends, you know? I think it is a, a small note, but worth noting that the 19 pages that were translated, I think 17 of them were at the very beginning of the book, and two of them were at the very end. So it's in the middle that we don't know what's going on. But this yeah. is officially the end to Puzzle 3. Again, skipping over some minor details along the way, but that's the end. And people were caught up on translating these runes, obviously obviously, it's very difficult. It's so difficult that even in the public realm, people are not able to come forward translating these pages unless some genius is out there slowly making their way through it by themselves. Yeah. You know, people just kind of waited to see if anything would come from Cicada through the rest of the year. I think it's insane that like the world has had their hands on it and hasn't translated it. And, and maybe it's just me and... You know, just, you know, I don't, I'm not one to like 
trying to decipher stuff like this. This has never been my wheelhouse, but I would assume if you had a handful of pages, it kind of snowballs and you just start plugging in pieces to the other pages and you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you would think, and maybe that's what happened with the first 19 pages, you know? I, that's where I think people started with chapter one, Intus being the, okay, that's where you can start because you have that language. You know that this is at the beginning of the book, so it's likely the words chapter one. And so that's where people got their foothold and you can start, yeah, doing what you're saying where like, all right, we're picking up the pattern here. We're figuring yeah. it out. But then who's to say that every page after these 19 isn't somehow encoded in its own cipher, that it doesn't have its own unique way to translate. So you could either figure out the cipher and, and unlock the rest of the pages, or you might figure out a very difficult cipher and suddenly only get one extra page. It's yeah, it's just hard to say. I think the crazy thing too is, is I don't know, I mean, this is just me just speculating and kind of just throwing stuff out there, but imagine, you know, everyone's like working together and piecing things bit by bit and you know someone gets a little bit further ahead sees a little a message or you know one of the pages and is kind of like forced to change their way of thinking mm -hmm. and go the solo route you know could be like we don't you don't know if people just are kind of like oh okay this is where i'm supposed to branch off by myself yeah right because the last episode we there was i was waiting for it right that beat to drop of like right Everyone's working together, cool, but like if they want the best, if they want the brightest, where's that cutoff? Right. This could be that cutoff. Yeah. And we just wouldn't know it because it's translated behind a very difficult code. It could literally say, Yep. From here on, you are by yourself. It could yep. say that. That's very true. But there's also Puzzle 2 where they started introducing teamwork, essentially. And so maybe that was as a prelude to this book. So it could go either way. It could be like you're saying that there's some secret message within there that is saying, hey, stay by yourself. Or they could have set us up to say, all right, maybe maybe they do want some teamwork, people that can work together to figure this stuff out. Because it's one thing to develop a cipher that to you is very simple. It's another thing to, out of thin air, figure backwards figure out that cipher to re-uncode it or whatever. But again, yeah, that's that's the end of Puzzle 3. The book's still unfinished in its translations. So Damn. let's like flash forward. There's a couple updates between then and now that I'd like to cover. So this was 2014. So essentially some people are like, all right, this book is very difficult to translate. Let's just see if something comes up in another year from now, January 2015. Because obviously up until this point, every January Cicada shows up. Mm -hmm. Well... January came and went, and there was no new puzzle. So some people started to speculate that Cicada maybe got what they wanted. Maybe they found the individuals that they needed. Uh, some believe that the book, Liber Primus, and its runes from Puzzle 3 hadn't been fully solved to the necessary lengths. And it's important to note, and this is a sidebar here, but people continued to act on Cicada's behalf, right? They wanted to take credit for being Cicada and yeah. in fact, there was a digital attack on Planned Parenthood that happened, and whoever did that claimed or supposed that they were 3301. So Cicada wasn't silent in 2015 purely because of this, and on July 27th, they tweeted a pastebin link or a text storage site link containing that PGP signature and a message that distanced themselves from that attack saying, that wasn't us, and here's our PGP signature to confirm that, but again, Outside of that little mishap, they were silent for 2015. 2016 comes around, again, no puzzle. So people are starting to go, okay, well maybe this book has something to do with this. Eventually, Cicada did post the following message once again with that very same PGP signature, and this was via Twitter, and it said, quote, Hello, the path lies empty. Epiphany seeks the devoted. Liber Primus is the way, its words are the map, their meaning is the road, and their numbers are the direction. Seek and you will be found. Good luck." End quote. So this again, uh, this essentially confirmed to people, all right, we need to finish that book. Yeah. Or we not, we're not gonna get anything else. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> what if they're just like, okay, we might've went too far with this one. This right. is extremely difficult. Like, oh, uh, here's some clues. 
uh, <laughs> you gotta go back and finish and the it. numbers and the oh crap guys we over our intern we overcooked it way too much time <laughs> on this you gotta figure it out <laughs> yeah and at this point i'm starting to go all right if this is a uh if this is an ARG, this business is willing to wait quite a while before dropping its final whatever it is. Right? Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're in a rush whatsoever. No. They're just coming back when they choose to. And interesting that they're, you know, actively watching yeah. the attack on Plant Parahood that claimed to be them. And they're like, nah, it wasn't us. That's good. that they, Yeah, they came out and said, hey, I know we're silent, but that ain't us. Yeah. Don't stop with this false stuff. And of course, randoms on the internet are, you know, hey, you're trying to essentially take action, claiming to be a part of them or to be them. Mm -hmm. Because that's just the way the internet goes. Right. People just want attention. They want to be like, I'm the, I'm that strong cryptographer, man. Look at me. I'm the one with the clues. But yep. since 2016, there has only been one further update. And that came on April 29th, 2017. A member of the community attempting to solve Cicada claimed to find a new PGP signed message from the group. And it said as follows, quote, Beware false paths. Always verify PGP signature from 7A35090F. Signed 3301, end quote. And this individual claimed to have found that on the Pastebin website that I mentioned earlier, where they distanced themselves from that planned parenthood attack. But after this point, and again, this is, I take this part with a grain of salt, um, but at this point, that's it. That is everything that you can know about Cicada at this point. Everything else has yet to be uncovered or uh, deciphered or solved or figured out. You know, you have the book of runes that has most of its pages untranslated. You have supposedly one of those pages pointing to a dark web page that has yet to be found. And you have Cicada periodically stepping in to say, you need to focus on the book and finish it. God, what did they want? Also, I'm like baffled that people that are, I guess, just to like simplify it, as powerful as them, like hackers or mm -hmm. other groups on, you know, I mean, they're on the dark web, essentially. Um, yeah. Haven't uh, tried to bring them to light. Right, like they haven't any, been counter-hacked or, yeah, or doxxed or any way, shape, infiltrated. Or form. Yeah, that's actually a yeah. really good point. Um, maybe they have been using cutting-edge tech and cutting-edge methods in order to stay away. Maybe their websites are so simple. I mean, that's why you use a dot .onion address. I mean, we've talked about some of these techniques as far back as episode two with Satoshi mm -hmm. Nakamoto and the Bitcoin thing. Yeah. Um, but again, those dot .onion webpages are designed to be anonymous and untraceable. And so it's clear that whoever was doing this is very knowledgeable in that arena and kept themselves safeguarded away from, you know, exactly what you're saying. But that is a very good point. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They're smart. But yeah, why don't we uh, let's so let's revisit some of the theories that we discussed in part one and see how they hold up to the new information, to the new revelations, starting with the idea that this is a government agency looking to find, identify talent in the world. Uh, cryptographers and and the like. So obviously, what a weird way to do it. It is a weird way to do it. But we we discussed in part one how a couple military groups from uh, the UK as well as the United States have done similar things to to much simpler degrees, of course. Uh, for example, the GCHQ created the Can You Find It campaign, which was in Britain, and that was looking for cryptographers. And then what's interesting as a development now that we didn't talk about in part one because it would have been a tiny bit of a spoiler in 2014 the u.s navy released project archit it <laughs> sounds Ar like an archituthis archituthis i digress it's a challenge inspired by cicada essentially to identify talent within the world wow. and uh and so that's interesting you know so there is like some inspiration being taken up yeah and then also in 2014, the NSA tweeted a series of ciphers for people to break. So it's like the military is taking some notes, but mm -hmm. they're kind of giving it to their intern and saying like, do what they're doing. And then they're like, yeah. it's a word search or something, you know, in comparison. But it's interesting, you know, the fact that this is global makes me kind of still question this, right? Like if the United mm -hmm. States is looking for brilliant minds, they, for security purposes, would probably want to look exclusively 
inward for citizens, not necessarily individuals from Japan or Russia or right. Poland as of Puzzle 1, you know. So, you know, it's interesting, and it's interesting that agencies are following similar patterns, but to me, that is probably a, a maybe, but not nearly as... as the probability is a lot lower than, than I probably previously you, thought. You know what's interesting about that? Because the whole time it's like, okay, what if, is it another government? If it's not another government, how are other governments aren't like trying to track this down or keep an eye on it, you know, because it could yeah. be malicious. But if there's parts of the government that are just like, you know what, we'll take, we take inspiration from this. Let's go ahead and give this a shot too. That tells me that they just don't see it as a threat you know what i mean yeah maybe they kind of just like ah we, you know take inspiration from cicada and then let's just try and do it our own way yeah it, that's another good point you know like if you say a couple of the wrong words on a telephone call i imagine you land yourself on some sort of fbi list or something like that this seems to fit the qualities of something that the fbi cia international agencies of that caliber would want to maybe look at at mm -hmm. least pay attention to because if this is, and I'm going to get ahead of myself, if this is some sort of hacker group, it, which is one of the other theories we discussed, there's definitely something to keep tabs on here. But why don't we dive into that? Is this a hacker group? We talked about the fact that it, there's a lot of cryptography and steganography going on here. Uh, a lot of ciphers happening. And of course, we talked about the cypherpunks once again back in that Bitcoin episode. But a lot of the ideals that are continuing to be established from Cicada seem to fit the idea of the cypherpunks and the old, you know, crypto anarchy movement of the right. early internet. And then I touched on this earlier, but the other theory is that this is an ARG. And this is the one I think that we can probably fully close because at this time, no one has attempted to claim responsibility for this. At this point, there have been no products, services, or anything else that have come out to try to monetize this or promote themselves off of this. And since they keep pointing back to that runic book, I, I don't know if an ARG is, or at least in the traditional sense of an ARG, is the answer. Yeah, um, I think it's just, I mean, granted, maybe, oh, I mean, who knows? My head's spinning 50 different ways in terms of like what they could be. Um, I don't know. It makes, me, it makes me believe that they are very grounded in their beliefs. You know what I mean? I, I, like, I don't know, maybe older, wiser, in terms of an organization, um, yeah, they're very, they're simply because they're just so low key. They're right. very much just like we're going to put out what we need to get out there, and then just that's it, right? Like they're yeah. not they're not touching anything else. They're not talking a bunch on Twitter. <laughs> you know, they're not TikToking. Like <laughs> right, right. That's the thing, man. Is that as as public as we think that this is, or, or feel that it is, you could live your whole life and never have heard of this. Yeah. It's it's prolific only when you look for it. At that point, it's unignorable. It's irrefutable. It's everywhere. The footprint is enormous. But again, not until you know about it, do you know about it. Yeah. It's very strange. Um, but that kind of leads us into a newer theory that is on the table. It kind of builds oh. off the idea of the hacker group or the cult mentality that we were assessing in part mm -hmm. one. But, but this one has a little bit more credence to it, possibly. So around the time of Puzzle 2... An anonymous user who claimed to be involved with Cicada said that it was a secret global society comprised of military officers, diplomats, and academics who were, quote, dissatisfied with the direction of the world, end quote. Uh, that's some movie stuff right there. It is. That's, it's so <laughs> movie stuff. It's almost so movie stuff that I don't know if I really right? want to believe it, but I also can. But they were said, uh, they said as, quote, I was part of what you would call 3301 slash Cicada. For more than a decade and i'm here to warn you stay away this is what? a dangerous organization while i agree with many of their goals their ways are nefarious in fact i think it is like a left-handed path religion disguised as a progressive scientific organization i realize this is a strong statement but i will provide important evidence to support these claims end quote get out of here what now my spine is tingling again. Whoa. It just got, you know, it just got dark again for me. And, and like the balls too on that person. Just be that like, is a claim. I've got evidence like, oh, that's juicy. That's good stuff right there. Yeah. And, and Christian notes that they like personally, he thinks that these might be 
or this might be one of the email leakers that we discussed previously, but what's creepy, if not straight up unsettling, is that at this point, we are unsure if that evidence was ever produced and they disappeared. So we haven't heard of these individuals again or whoever this anonymous user was. So they came out swinging hard. And then they saying disappeared? Some things, and they, no evidence came and they disappeared. You know, you know, I was just about to say, I was like, very like, oh my goodness, bold. To, very bold. To just, I mean, why just put it all out there? Yeah. Just throw it all, I mean, like if, if this is... You know, you're drop saying it this like is a, it's a nefarious group, right? Like, drop it like the hottest mixtape of the year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> put that out there. Let the world know. Yeah. And because I, you don't want to half step I, into that arena. That is that you don't yeah. you don't fiddle with a little bit of that. I'm not you, surprised. What you're putting down and then not finish what you're saying. I'm not surprised that this person or uh, didn't show up ever again. Yeah. I I would think that if it's a secret organization, if it's you know uh, a type. Tied to like some type of plot I've seen in a movie. Mm -hmm. Like, no way you're going to be. You got days to live. Right. This is where you get bag and tag. This is where you get disappeared in the morning, mm -hmm. in the morning hours before the sun rises. But this mm -hmm. makes me start to think, is this, and I know that this is, a, is one of those popular theories that gets stamped on everything, but this is where I seriously start to consider the idea of a new world order, a secret cabal behind the scenes that controls internationally. Right. Yeah. You're looking for smart individuals across the world, or maybe they are just individuals who, I don't know, like, again, like this guy's saying, aren't happy with the way of the world. And yeah, this might not be the best method, but it's like chaotic neutral, right? Or like, I don't know, evil good, <laughs> right? Where you're like, yeah. I don't care what burns, but you know, this isn't right. You, um, you know, it's a little interesting saying that this or you know it's like hey you know been a part of this organization for 10 years it's yeah. very powerful people from all across the world like why even put yourselves out there in the first why? place exactly. yeah, you've been if they've been running for you know air quotes 10 years then it seems like they've been just fine like right. who are they gonna find out there on the internet that is going to revolutionize their right their their company right Listen, their ways and i guarantee 99 percent of the people that heard this were like hey man thanks for the cool information i'm just like i like mysteries but you're screwed i can't help <laughs> yeah also damn i mean if that's granted like if this is actually true mm -hmm. i'd be so interested just to see the steps and then like kind of like the points of no return you know what i mean like yeah this is some it's like some kind of spy movies big old conspiracy dang i think it's worth diving into by the way he he likened it to a left-hand path religion i had to look that up because i wasn't exactly sure what that was and there's the mm -hmm. left-hand path and a right-hand path but very very simply and per wikipedia the left-hand path uh they often reject societal convention and the status quo they tend to embrace magical techniques that would traditionally be viewed as taboo they question religious and moral dogma, instead adhering to the principles of anarchy. And that's a point that I want to highlight for right now. And another piece that was a little weird, but they, they I wanted to note was they embrace sexuality and use it in magical rituals. So weird because twice now we've heard about magic and magic rituals mm -hmm. don't really align with the technology oriented clues that we've had thus far. But the anarchy piece to me stands out. And it kind of connects to the cypherpunk movement and the hacker movement of the early internet. Um, so that is that is interesting. But that's what we have as far as theories. Uh, I, I tend to want to subscribe to the hacker group combined a little bit with that secret society piece. But let's, oh. let's talk about people that solve this puzzle. This is like the piece de resistance. Let's hear from the people who claim to have made it through what they're saying what stories they have to unveil what information can they help us with to convey what exactly is going on here and then i think it might backwards substantiate some of those theories that we discussed yeah so the first individual i want to talk about is joel erickson uh, he's a 34 year old crypto security researcher and developer in sweden he solved puzzle one but was unfortunately not quick enough to make it to the uh email stage he was locked out at the, of the time gate. Oh, it wasn't fast enough. Not fast enough. And the problem is, I feel like this guy was absolutely smart enough to have done it by himself. And 
you know, Cicada kind of pointed this out, but I think a lot of people snuck through that time gate that probably didn't earn it. You know, yeah. if they just kind of slept there eating their Cheetos, you know, rubbing their fingers while they waited for everyone <laughs> to do the clues. And then at the 11th hour, they're like, I clicked the link first. I'm in. Yeah, I'm sure they would have weeded those guys Instantly, out real right? quick. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But one of his theories that I thought was interesting about who Cicada was, was he thought it was an underground society. And he said as, quote, their constant references to prime numbers and the like they are likely intellectual, anti-establishment, ideologically driven, and they seem to be valuing logical slash analytical thinking very highly. They seem to share a lot of ideology with the crypto-anarchy movement and old-school hackers. So this guy kind of substantiates some of my gut instincts looking back at some of those theories. Um, but that's all we have, uh, you know, if you distill it down to the, uh, to the takeaway yeah. lessons for Joel. And again, I'll say, if, if you guys want to read about any of these articles that any of these individuals have been a part of, uh, I, I encourage you to do so. But we did our best to pull out all of the facts or all of the pieces that probably have the most meat on them and have the most substantial evidence towards this, this mystery. The next individual is quite, is quite interesting. His name is Marcus Warner, and he actually had that interview with the Rolling Stone magazine that I mentioned earlier. And he had the most details to offer with regards to Cicada and their end goal. So what's interesting here, and what makes me feel terrible as a human being, or as a anybody in, a, in, a, in the workplace, was that he solved Puzzle 1 when he was only 15. Of course. Right. <laughs> the young genius. <laughs> right. I mean, like, if I when I was 15, I was, like, burning days playing video games. Yep, that's what I was doing. Seemingly, he verified the leaked email that we discussed in part one regarding puzzle one uh he made it past the time gated web page of puzzle one and wow. he began work on what was known as the cicada anonymous key escrow system of course simplified to cakes because these days everything is secretly cake yep it's all a cake <laughs> but along with a few members from cicada as well as approximately 20 people that was by his count 20 people that made it through the puzzle he was working on that project and it was software that was designed to protect whistleblowers which is interesting because what? you know this is around the time that edward snowden was a household name and oh, since yeah. since that year even 2012 you know whistleblowing has been a, a tremendous topic in the political spectrum i mean i don't know if that's for better or worse but i think in the digital age information is flying out left and right some of it oh, yeah. fake some of it real and so you know, there's something uh, honorable about, you know, trying to, when you combine some of the supposed messages that we heard of Cicada before, combining it with this honorable, potentially, uh, you know, mission of helping whistleblowers, there's something, uh, you know, good there, which kind of calms me down a little bit because it feels a little less nefarious. It feels a little yeah. bit more positive driven. But he was saying, you know, that the whole purpose of Cicada was to develop software systems in line with increased security and privacy and the like. And by the end of 2012, the Cakes team had slowly stopped working due to a loss of interest until Warner was the sole remaining developer. At that point, the what? site they used was shut down and Cicada ceased communication with Marcus and everybody else on the team. And so that's all we have uh, from Marcus at this point. Interesting. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was just for increased security and they put a team together to work on this. Mm -hmm. And then they just lost interest and stopped talking to him. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you know, like, I think the allure might have been the puzzle. You know, you didn't know it was at the end. And sometimes the answers to your questions are worse than just the curiosity of, a, of an unanswered question. Right? That's why when yeah. movies have too many sequels, you can be let down because you have answers to things that you wanted. But now that you have them, you don't like it. So... Mm -hmm. Who's to say, you know, I'm not sure if at this point they were being paid or if this was a passion project. Who's to say? There's a lot of reasons why people might lose interest, but it's interesting that we haven't heard from too many other individuals like him. Nox Populi is the next individual I want to talk about, and he's interesting because he's a YouTuber who completed Puzzle 2. Uh, he at least really? made a YouTube channel specifically to discuss oh, his okay. path, uh, so he wasn't a, a YouTuber prior. But uh, he does have a couple videos where he goes into detail around his projects, the individuals he worked with, kind of his story, which you can check out at your leisure. But uh, he started up a web series documenting this experience, and that web series started in 2016 and I think has been 
updated as of maybe a year or two ago. At the end of the puzzle, he wasn't invited to a website after Cicada reached out, but instead he was told to quote, be patient. So again, we have this idea of patience coming in. But at that point, he received no further correspondence from Cicada, and it kind of just disappeared. He connected stories from many supposed puzzle solvers, and verified that most of their stories were identical. That there was an invite, something happened, and then there was silence. Right? They were told to be patient, and yeah. then Cicada disappeared. He said that, by his count, that there were five other winners in 2013 for Puzzle 2, and that his personal guess as to what's going on here is that they are an old cypherpunk movement. So, you know, combining what Knox is putting down with what mm -hmm. Marcus was saying, we seem to have some through thread now that seem a little bit more of a solid concrete ground. Yeah. But again, there's still so much left to be answered. Uh, we have two more solvers, not a whole lot of information from them, so we'll kind of discuss what we got here. But there is a gentleman named Technology, T-E-K-K-N-O-L-A-G-I. Uh, it was another 15-year-old who happened to solve Puzzle 1 along with Marcus. But this person indicated that they were more afraid of Cicada than Marcus seemed to be. And they, quote, insinuated that they were a part of a bunch of different organizations. It was some kind of secret society, end quote. And that's all we have written down by technology. But I would love to ask Christian if there's any other pieces that stood out uh, regarding technology's story here. Nothing too drastic. He, like you said, was part of the group that was solving Puzzle 1 mm -hmm. and was part of that Cakes team. But as Puzzle 1 grew more and more detailed and they started working on that process he started to like you said get a lot more afraid of cicada yeah. and that was the reason that he dropped out was because he was afraid of who cicada was what they wanted what the the true purpose of the project and the puzzles were that makes sense imagine this whole puzzle with an end goal of question mark and you and you get through the end goal and you find out that the purpose of it is still question mark yet you are a part of it there's something, yeah, there's something undeniably mysterious or, like, scary about that. You know, you don't know what you're taking part in. You're a 15-year-old. You could be helping some sort of major crime that you don't even know of yep. that could come back to haunt you. And on the other side, the flip side, Cicada could have just hired a bunch of 15-year-olds that made it through Puzzle 1, and they might have been like, ah, shit, we're gonna, this is some sort of local law. You know, we got a <laughs> yeah. bunch of kids working on our stuff. There's so many different factors that can come into place, and I didn't even think about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, they, right? I'm thinking like, okay, you get to a certain point and you're just like, I'm in, like, <laughs> I am a part of this group. But yeah, no, they could, they, they totally could have just put them into a group and say, hey, like, this is, you know, work together. We've, we found the people we wanted to find mm -hmm. and work on this. Yeah. I'm going to throw something out there before we briefly touch on the last solver. What if the Matrix is real? And what if these are the individuals being identified and they're being freed from the Matrix? And that these are just their robotic AI counterpart living their life going, I don't know, I'm just a normal human and I left Cicada robot arms. Like, you know, because the Matrix, they were after hackers and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know. I'll be like, wake me up. Maybe. Take me. Y'all don't need some muscles. You know what I mean? Y'all need some <laughs> some people with uh, great reflexes and attention. You know what I mean? Like, just I can play games. <laughs> Is there like another phase where it's just like we just need people to carry stuff for us? Because I I love to hey, be a part of that. Phase. Yeah, I'll help the revolution. Just like free me and I'll do I'll do all the physical labor with yeah, Fredo. We'll, we'll get work. in there. We'll get in there. You know, we'll be a footnote in the real world's mm -hmm. revolution, but man, we'll be there. It was like, yo, we were there when, when Neo <laughs> saved everybody. He was flying we were, around. We were way in the background, making sure <laughs> that the, the, the mess hall was cleaned up. <laughs> Obscured by a couple signs and a, and a focus blur. All right, well, the last solver goes by, or his name is Jordan Thompson. He supposedly solved both puzzles two and three, or as much as you can solve three up until this point. Uh -huh. And uh, and the only thing that we have written here was that he was unhappy with Libra Primus and the runes therein. Probably because of how convoluted and complex it was, but uh, Christian, I'd love to hear if there's any other um, pieces regarding Jordan Thompson that are, are worth noting here. Once again, not really. All I could really find on Thompson was a website had done an article, kind of like an update article after puzzles two and three in the silence following wanting to hear from people who solved it and wondering where the next update was, like why there wasn't a puzzle four or anything like that. And 
So Thompson was saying that basically after solving puzzles two and three, the Libra Primus runes got a little too complicated for them. So there were a lot of people frustrated with that. And then that frustration was only compounded when Cicada came out with the post and said, the answer is in Libra Primus. And so he was saying that the community kind of as a whole had slowed down because that part was just a little too frustrating for them. Yeah. Well, it seemed to like ramp up its difficulty exponentially. So it's kind of like sprinting into a wall. I feel, and that's, and that's even shown in the way that I simplified the puzzles over time. Like puzzle one. Okay. Digestible puzzle two. It's getting a little out there. Puzzle three. Uh, what? (laughs) Yeah. It, just a lot it just went to a hundred and balls to the seconds. walls well i mean if i mean i forgot which person was saying that there was a group of them right after the first um yeah marcus kind of puzzle. seemed to indicate that there was a group called cakes or working yeah. on cakes rather and there was a handful of people made maybe they just wanted less maybe yeah because like uh let's see it was about 20 people marcus said made it through puzzle one and then uh nox populi indicated that there was only five people that made it through puzzle two so using simple math, you could say that nobody ever will figure out puzzle three. Um, yeah, that's uh, damn. That's that's the frustrating part, but but it's also the exciting part because it's still alive. There there are there's still information to be had. Um, anybody can go find these runes, these pages, and start to analyze them themselves. I, I think what we need is a Benedict Cumberbatch imitation game sort of situation going on where. We need a brilliant mind focused on this 100%. Mm-hmm. But then the question's asked, is this even worth it? You know, or or is this just some sort of like I don't know, like there is still a little bit of that cult ethereal piece that it starts to depart a little bit from the scientific. So it's it's hard to say, man, if it's worth really diving into, but I love how tangible this mystery is. Yeah. I think, I think that's one of the things I really, really like about it. Like, you can go in and get your hands wet if you want to. Yeah. Now, you know, you, you gonna be want a, to? a dangerous group. You so, get out don't do it. Hell no. <laughs> I ain't out there. I'm sitting my ass here. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> I will talk about this through a microphone and yep. miles and miles of distance. And if you are listening, I totally respect you and do you. Unless it's bad, then maybe you didn't maybe hear it from us. About it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe rethink about it. I don't know. Yeah. You know, change your ways. I don't God, know. God, this is this is definitely oh, one of my favorite, my one of my favorite mysteries uh that there is to uncover in the internet. Obviously, there's a whole bunch, but in closing this, um, I tend to fall in line with the idea that this might be some sort of cabal, secret society, uh cypherpunk oriented group. There's a couple pieces in there that I'm not super comfortable with because like some of these anonymous testimonies are, are not helping the image. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I would think it's... I think I'd probably lean more towards the fact that this is just, like, a group of people that are just like, okay, we're going to be, you know, we're this we're the security group, and we're trying to protect the world mm-hmm. via technology. Because um, yeah. the whole being some nefarious type of, like, organization... I, I like why would they want to bring themselves to light in any way, shape, or form? Right. It, it I, leaves I, too many loose ends for some yeah. sort of Bond villain esque situation. Like, yeah. Eh, it's eh. just right. I think if it was evil, what they would do is hire a thousand people and just off the people that weren't geniuses. Like if truly they were, you know, evil and they had nefarious motivations, right? Yeah. They would just brute force the tactics. Yeah. I just I just can't see it being some like super secret organization with all this power, especially if it had power, such powerful people that they would just be like, yeah, let's just put a test out there and see if we can grab people that are worthy. And it's yeah. just, I don't know. And the it's fact weird. that this, like, I know puzzle three is crazy difficult, but again, it's easier to develop a cipher than it is to back out of that cipher and figure out what is actually being said. And so there, I, I don't want to close the chapter on the idea that this is a smart individual that has made themselves look like they had a global footprint, right? Just in conclusion, mm-hmm. there, there are still so many pieces left open. Obviously, there is a lot of similar stories, a lot of similar elements here that kind of imply a certain direction. But that's, that's the tough part, is that there's still just enough unknown that it makes the whole thing 
uh, unfounded potentially. But that's it. That's Cicada 3301. <sighs> that's everything we know to this day. I encourage you all to dive into that mystery. If you want, get hands on with it. Look at some of those pages, get really creeped out. You know, once it's midnight, of course, turn off all the lights, read some more of those pages, and then go to bed with nightmares. But if you guys like this podcast, this is the end of the first season. We're figuring out how we want to come back, but it will probably be around October. We're going to take a couple weeks off uh, and start pre-producing the next season. We have really, really enjoyed doing this show, and it's been an amazing honor to make it for you guys and see you guys enjoy it. Continue to review the podcast. That keeps us on the top charts, and you guys have been tremendous about getting us into those top charts and talking about us, you know, there was a Reddit thread about us and everything that hit the front page. It's just been fantastic. And we love making this show. But again, if you guys have uh, mysteries that you stumble into in your normal everyday life, maybe you go on through Twitter and you see a weird website or you're listening to a video and, and something flickers across the screen, never be afraid run. to send that our way and run. then run away screaming. <laughs> run, run the other way as fast as you can. Don't look back. Burn, close the, <laughs> close the laptop. Burn Slam it. it down. Burn it to hell. <laughs> and don't forget to put tape over your webcam because they're definitely looking. But we, we love hearing your recommendations. We love reading the reviews. It's been fantastic. And we'll make sure the off-season feels nice and short because I'm excited just like you are to get back to the mysteries at hand. But we'll see you guys in the spooky month of October for some more stuff. And, uh, and thanks for listening. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>